at Blaze. COVID cases on the rise for children across the Old North State. The latest weekly data from the Department of Health and Human Services shows a 32% spike in cases for children 14 and under. Pediatrician Dr. Tony Moody tells ABC 11 they're recruiting participants for a new vaccine clinical trial. There's obviously in the triangle, there's a lot of interest. You have a lot of parents who are very interested in enrolling their children. So it's, you know, things have been going quite well. Former state Supreme Court Chief Justice Sherry Beasley was the top overall fundraiser in her bid to fill that open U.S. Senate vacancy next year. Former Governor Pat McCrory, close behind, brought in the most money in the three-person field for the Republican nomination. Well, last night, Tom Kearney hosted his last edition of the Tom Kearney Show on WPTF, position that began back in 1988. I know WPTF Radio. AM 680 and FM 98.5. This is Tom Kearney, the Tom Kearney Show for the uh, last time on WPTF, at, le- at least under the, the current program. And uh, uh, but in any event, this is the, this is the, the night of the Tom Kearney's retirement. Tom has been with us since 1982. We'll all miss his show each and every evening. Your WPTF AccuWeather forecast calls for sunny skies today with temperatures in the low 90s. And we do have a good chance of a shower or thunderstorm, particularly late this afternoon, down to 73. Voles are small rodents that live underground feeding on roots. Not to be confused with moles that eat grubs and insects. The voles are the varmints feeding on roots. Different pests require different controls, and the Permatil Volblock Barrier is the effective vole control. Permatil Volblock has protected roots without chemicals for 25 years. Voles don't like the mixture of Permatil Volblock, but plant roots love it. The Volblock Barrier blocks voles and improves soil with just one installation. Because voles are persistent, it's important to follow the Volblock Barrier directions to protect individual plants' entire beds, even potted plants. Not just for new plantings, the Volblock Barrier can be installed around existing plants, too. Just one application needed. It doesn't need to be reapplied. You can find Permatil Till Volblock by the bag at garden centers and bulk at certain outlets. For more information, visit us at permatill.com, volblock.com, and Facebook. Or give us a call at 877-737-6284. That's 877-PERMATIL. Wherever you are in the journey of life. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. 908 WPTF time. We've zipped through one hour of the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here along with Ann Clab, Rufus Edmonston, Phil Campbell, owner of Campbell Road Nursery, Andrea Lane, who is a Durham Master Gardener who 
telecommutes <laughs> from uh, yes. way up yonder on top of the mountain. There you go. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And uh, soon to be a Mitchell County Master Gardener, but we'll uh, hopefully you'll still visit us uh, by phone. I was hoping. Okay. Yes. Well, we'll. That, that's great to have that. Uh, you know, Big Daddy uh, has has tried and tried to get us uh, to go on the North Carolina News Network mm-hmm. across the state. Maybe one one day yeah. we'll do that before I hang it up. Who knows? So we need a mountain correspondent Definitely. besides Rufus. It is different. So yes. uh, before we go to Brother Billy out at the State Farmers Market, Steve, uh, our buddy Steve from Garner has been waiting a long time. Steve, good morning. Thank you. Hey, uh, you were telling stories about uh, yellow jackets. Uh, we moved to North Carolina in the 70s, and my dad was in the military for 23 years mm. and never owned any kind of power equipment. He always got it from the uh, housing uh, where we were at. Right. So he never owned anything. And so the first thing he bought when he got to that was a brand-new international 36-inch cut lawn tractor. Oh, all right. And he was absolutely proud of that thing. And so the first time he got out to use it, he didn't go. Now, another thing you need to understand, my dad was raised on a farm in Buncombe County, North Carolina. So he was a farm boy at heart. And a mountain boy. So he wanted a tractor. He wanted a, well, he he had to have the international. He couldn't do the John Deere. He had to have the international. And they don't make internationals anymore. So, you know, he had a a collector's item if he'd have kept it. Sure. But uh, anyway, he didn't walk through the yard before he mowed the first time and got down onto the lower part of our property. And it was like, oh, three acres of mowing that he had to do. That's why he was so proud of that tractor. And uh, passed one pass, got around to the next one. It's like that guy before. I think he swatted some away as he was driving away. When he got back on that second run, he got swarmed. <laughs> and th- luckily, he hopped off that thing, and us boys were up there uh, hoeing the garden. And <laughs> my brother looked at me and he said, I don't think I've ever seen Dad run that thing. <laughs> That's a good thing he could. And yeah. the lucky thing about it, you know, he, the guy before said he, his uh, mower ran into the next-door neighbor's yard. Well, the International had an automatic, uh, had a dead man switch, so luckily. But it stopped right over the top of that hornet. No. <laughs> so he couldn't get down to it until that evening when it had calmed down. Yeah. And somebody said, don't pour gas. He poured a gallon of gas. Yeah, people do that. And believe it or not, that hole was almost two inches in diameter. That's how big that hive was. And he just, uh, I mean, it was the funniest thing. I'd never seen him run so fast. (laughs) Um, One other thing, I didn't, I got in on the tail end of the conversation about the nutgrass. An understanding, there's two different versions. There's the yellow Mm -hmm. and the purple stem. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. The yellow, if you have fractured sto- a good loamy soil, it comes out and you can pull the nut out with it. And it's it you can keep it under control by pulling it. That purple, you have to dig, and I have digged 18 inches into the <laughs> ground to get to the bottom of that root. Mm. 
I'm impressed with anyone who can dig 18 inches right. into the ground. I know. That's a real trench. <laughs> and, and not only that, but they will spread. They spread by rhizome. So you will find a root sometimes five or six feet long with a, you know, underground. If you follow the root all the way along, and I have done that. I've actually dug the root out, and I've gone in the house looking at Look what I pulled out of the garden. <laughs> and it, it's a, the, the purple stem is the tough one. Yeah. But I have found uh, Roundup, and I, I'm going to use a, a name brand, makes a gel, uh, a, a gel version that comes in a underarm deodorant dispenser. Yes. I, I and use that. that's as good a stuff. It's actually you're more, you have more control over that than you do – well, a paintbrush. So I, I haven't run across that. Have you seen that, Rufus no, or I Ann? Or? I, I've it, used they it. They have it at Logan's, and okay. they've got last year's in the clearance area if you want to get some. Okay. That be, well, I keep that in mind because I don't know how many times Ann's talked about painting stock. stuff with, with Roundup. <laughs> yeah. it, wor- it, it works just like an underarm deodorant. You just yeah. click it until the, it starts oozing out the top. Right. And then you just brush it on the stems, and you got – Immense control. That's the one thing I like about it. Is you can just paint the plant without worrying about the plants around it. Right. Okay. So um, just thought I'd throw that in there. Always um, good information, Steve. We appreciate it. Another one is uh, the, the, the the blackberries. I have pulled 20-foot roots. <laughs> wow. That thing will spread faster than uh, nutgrass. Yeah. Yeah, okay. they do. Yeah, in the mountains, do. we're waiting for our blackberries are just turning black oh, now, and yeah. we're waiting to pick them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want them in my day, Lily. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you don't want the thorns. <laughs> blackberries, I don't want them growing in my day, Lily. Right, yeah. right, right. Okay. All right, y'all have a good day. You too, Steve. Thank you. Let me talk. Yes, sir. Hey, you're invited to the 13th annual Iris Sale. That's uh, coming up Saturday, July 24th at the J.C. Ralston Arboretum on Borough Road in Raleigh. Look for them at the South Terrace behind the the Ruby McSwain Education Center from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. or until they sell out. So uh, that will not be very long. (laughs) Yeah, please. uh, That's right. Uh, Please note that the the new time of the sale or the Eastern North Carolina Iris Society. Uh, Iris rhizomes from several local gardens will be on sale for $5 to $10. All plants are freshly dug, ready to be planted, as long as you don't want to have, um, um, you know, whatever, the uh, ground cover with periwinkle. No, <laughs> don't plant it in periwinkle. Yeah, yeah. Re-blooming, pretty, but... <laughs> re-blooming irises will be available only cash or checks accepted. And anyone uh, who joins the American Iris Society at the sale will receive a free iris. So it's uh, there'll be lots of members there to answer questions about the, the right time to move them, to plant them, how to keep them healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, 13th annual iris sale, Saturday, July 24th at the J.C. Ralston Arboretum in Raleigh. Billy... Howell is out at State Farmer's Market. Billy, good morning to you, buddy. How's everything there? Everything's going good out here this morning. I bet those big fans are flying away under the farmer's sheds this morning. Things feel good. I just come back up from down there a little while ago, and uh, I'm pretty sure we couldn't stand it without them things, but they make it nice under there. 
They sure do. So what is for sale? This is the the height of the season for vegetables and fruits at the farmer's market. What do you have? Oh, well, we got um, we got some peas. We got pink-eyed peas and Dixie Lee and purple hole peas. Uh, there is mostly already shelled, but we do have some that shell. We got plenty of corn out here, shucked and unshucked. Uh, several varieties. Uh, let's see, we have blackberries and blueberries. Our blackberries are coming off in abundance around here. I'm picking blackberries at home about every day myself. Are you making pies with those, or what are you doing with them? Well, I made some. Or my wife, my wife does. I ain't going to take credit for it. Yeah, but uh, she's she's been making. Um, we make pancake toppings and uh, oh, syrups and toppings for ice cream and. All right. Mm. <laughs> I'm getting hungry. <laughs> I always do during this segment. I tell you, this is the place to come get something to eat, but now and later. That's right. So uh, you got plenty of fruit, so plenty of peaches? We got plenty of uh, peaches. We uh, did see a couple of nights. We got some uh, contenders and some July print peaches. Um, we got cantaloupes and... Uh, Watermelons. What else we got down here that's sweet? Other than all that cake and stuff we have. Well, Billy, you got a few few less peaches after I was there yesterday and got got about twelve nice, beautiful peaches. Oh, uh, oh, did you? Yes, well, sir. Well, I'm going to tell you now. You can't tell you took them because I just walked down there and I don't think there's any. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been looking for some from Candor, North Carolina. Yeah. Okay. Have- Sand Hills. You, you know there's a vendor there this year from Candor? Um, I'm not for sure. Right off. I'm well, he slipped in there somehow, stuff. Billy. Huh? He slipped in there somehow. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I like I said, we have so many vendors down here, I can't keep up where all of them from <laughs> yet. Oh. I'm still learning, and we have new vendors um, for come this week, and then there'll be a new vendor next week, and, man, yeah. I just ain't sophisticated and smart enough to keep up with all that sometimes. You got butter beans? We got butter beans, um, shells. Um, I don't, we may have some um, still in the hood, but I ain't for sure. This morning, I know we did last week or earlier in this week. We have cauliflower and broccoli and Brussels sprouts. Uh, we got fresh garlic. And we got Rufus's favorite kale down there. I did see. Oh boy! All okay. right. Yeah. Oh kale. Nice oh kale. Oh kale. <laughs> <laughs> we got mustard and uh, white and yellow onions down there. Uh, they got pecans and pecans. There, which one you like? There you go. <laughs> Amen. Yes. Uh, they got red and green cabbages, uh, red and green um, onions, red and white potatoes. Plenty of um, pretty young tender squash. Uh, still got sweet potatoes, tomatoes. I saw some Roma tomatoes. My favorite small tomato is pear tomato, and I did see some of those down there this morning. And they got turnips um, and turnip greens, zucchini, okra, eggplant. And I've seen some canary melons. I grew some of those last year myself. They were, they're pretty good. If you like something mixed somewhere about between a kind of low pound honeydew. Those canary melons are pretty good. Mm. Just a uh, bright yellow outside bush melon. Are they real sweet? Uh, it, 
it's about like in between a cantaloupe and a um, honeydew. Uh-huh. It it don't it's not quite as flavorful to me as a cantaloupe, but it's still got that high sugar taste to it. Yeah. How, now, how do you tell if a cantaloupe is is good? Do you? Is well, it, if you uh, stick your finger in, your finger goes in there, you better eat it then. Okay. This guy is good. Is Phil, <laughs> Phil, do you agree with that? Or either you should have eaten it yesterday. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I don't want to, it's not a mushmelon for nothing. <laughs> you, you know, we had this conversation this week down there. Some people like a real firm cantaloupe and honeydew, and others like it right, right. Now I'm one yeah. of those who likes mine right. Yeah. Well, you got to put it on, uh, set it out on the counter for a while anyway. And <laughs> <laughs> they don't sit around my house too long. Oh, they don't, no. Well, it's real hard. I've had some good cantaloupe this I year. I have some good cantaloupe this yeah. year. So uh, you got you got plenty of plants down there we do, still uh, this week? We have a, the prettiest thing, I don't know what it looks like when it gets big, but it, I know it's not, but it looks so soft to look at. It's a variegated pine tree. Hmm. I saw that. I saw that uh, last weekend. Never heard of such. I didn't go up to it to look, but I assumed it was it was some type of pine. It is a variegated pine. Yeah. We've got a lot of hibiscus and daylilies, uh, nandinas. Uh, we have fig bushes, uh, peach trees. I actually probably got some lemon trees, too. I didn't I see one, but I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, aquatics and still have boxwoods, hostas. Um, Mr. Johnny down there was telling me this morning, he said, you know, some people don't realize you can still plant um, flowers this time of year. But as long as it's something that loves the heat, it's good to go. <clears throat> yep. That's right. That's true. Uh, By the way, I've discovered one, Billy, that, pretty that's pretty heat uh, resistant. Verbena. Verbena. Yeah, verbena is pretty heat, pretty heat tolerant. Yeah, you and set then, it right out in the hot sunshine. It loves it. Yeah, and seems to be that doesn't seem to be need to be watered as much. Mm. Always uh, a plus. Rosemary is a good thing. You can plant it this time of year. Throw some water on it. It loves it too. It don't like honeysuckle though. I found that out a few years ago. I lost the plant because honeysuckle got it. Oh, <laughs> kind, kind of that forgotten corner of the yard. Right. Honeysuckle is sort of like that uh, stuff we were talking about a while ago. Still grass, <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so up in the market shops, there plenty of stuff going on up there. It smells good in there this morning. Yeah, it always does. You know, every, uh, we're talking about the grill down there, they they cook some breakfast sandwiches and then they turn over and start making the hot dogs and hamburgers and uh, got food in that building. And uh, you get several different things. Got uh, a beef vendor and other um, animals were grew right here in North Carolina, raised right here in North Carolina. I haven't seen plants they grow on. So, uh, I know they're raised over here. Um, as well as uh, George Produce um, has uh, Phillips Brothers Country Sausage. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we have the bakery in there. Uh, all apple jacks and I think twenty five layer cakes and little video layers, you know, like Grandma used to make. Uh, ice cream. It looks like a, looks like a stack of pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pancakes. Yeah, 
But it sure is good. Yeah. Got soaps, hand lotions. Uh, got NC Hammock guy has uh, hammocks as well as um, I don't get it's not plastic, but some type of plastic resin chairs with a lifetime warranty on them. Uh, even got Dippin' Dot ice cream in there. And of course, you have the uh, Super Sod there, providing sod for lots of people this time of year uh, for uh, warm season grasses. Yeah, and boy, last weekend they had a lot of those uh, big yellow bags of, of mulch stacked out there. Soil and mulch, yeah. Golly, I mean, it was uh, rows and rows of them. So uh, people are buying those up, and uh, they're great. They have uh, lots of good information. They have samples there. They have plots of of warm season grasses and fescues and so forth, and also that they have connections with people who can install the sod too if you want to do that but you can just go out there and buy a uh, you know a stack of it or maybe if you want to do just it yourself buy the pallet and take it home and yeah why not and they will tell you what you need to do to prep your ground any questions you have they can surely answer it they if you haven't ever seen a grass farm that is a pretty pretty thing to look at and of course, you got uh, market imports. Have market imports with all your uh, statues and water fountains and bird baths and whatnot for inside and outside the house. Wind chimes. Yeah. Plant pots. Yeah, they do have you. those. Plenty of those. And of course, uh, two of the great restaurants in Raleigh: the seafood restaurant and, and market restaurant. There, famous sea, the uh, famous uh, State Farmers Market restaurant. Probably all over the country. I would think so. Because if you're coming down, coming across 40, you've got to stop here to eat. Well, Billy, always nice talking to I, you. I got one more thing. Okay. Um, let me see. And, and it's when we get to see you in live again, finally. Oh, yeah, yeah, live yeah. We'll be there the 31st, right? Uh-huh. And we were going to be having a blood drive that morning from 9 o'clock to 1 o'clock. All right. So we can get some blood out of Rufus. Well, I... <laughs> Oh man, I've got You can to get give. blood out of a turnip, you can get yeah. blood out of Rufus. <laughs> All right. Thank That's you very much, ahead. Billy. All right, y'all have a good one. Y'all come see us. All right, Take we will. Bye bye. Uh, more of the weekend gardener straight ahead. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Okay, if I could sit down and uh, <laughs> I had to sit down real fast. I was standing up. I'm I'm sorry. I should have been a little quicker. Quicker on the trigger here. Uh 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF 936. You're listening to the Weekend Gardener. I was looking if you somewhere on the WPTF Facebook page you see a photo of Rufus in I'm not sure what year in high school, a senior in high school. That would have been about 1959. Kind of a dinner jacket yeah. set up, bow tie. And uh, the other picture is is that his uh, 63rd birthday that we had not too long ago. Oh, I think you're downtown. So that. It, yeah, with Tom Campbell. I, I don't want to go back to 63. You do or don't? I don't. Okay. I'm, well, I'm at a good point in life now where I. Appreciate people more. 
Yeah. I realize it's your most precious possession in the life of your friends. Yes. And that you don't you don't have to have more than you need. And you don't right. have anything to prove, right? That's right? No, I don't have to prove a doggone thing except yeah. that I'm smart enough to get something to eat occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. But hold your friends dear. Yeah. That's right. That's very true. Yeah. And then in my little I, I mentioned this the other night, but you get along better in life if you've got empathy, if you can, you can understand where other people come from. Mm-hmm. If you thank your friends for helping you get where you've, you've come to, because nobody got what, anything they've done alone. That's, that's absolutely all there is to it. And then thank them once again. Avoid getting all big-headed. Uh, I call a Well, I've never been that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just the opposite. I, I, I called a, a chapter in my book, Hubris. H-U-B-R-I-S, which is a Greek word, which where you you get above your raisin yeah. and have some sort of spirituality. That Those are the things I've gleaned after 80 years. And learn to forgive people. It's something we were talking about yeah. off the air. We had a sermon in church uh, not too long ago about that. Well, yeah, learn to, learn that to forgive. No longer have any power over you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. All right, so uh, that's our philosophy lesson. Right. Well, that's why we're for at this it. morning. That's Do you right. have anything to read from Cliff well, Joyner's book? Cliff Joyner's book. <laughs> it matters if you don't just give up. Stephen Hawkins. Remember, he was the yes, very disabled. Uh, uh, yeah, boy. Uh, if there's if there's somebody who never gave up, it's isn't that amazing? With ALS. Yeah. What an inspiration to so many Who people. lived, uh, he, he had to have held the record for that. What a terrible disease, and I hope hope mm-hmm. and pray that they cure that sometime. So, uh, yeah, 919-860-9783. So how, how are you folks, I, I think I asked you in the last hour, we never got to it, how are you folks uh, dealing with starting a Master Gardener program in Mitchell County? Oh. <clears throat> Well, uh, you know, it's, uh, um, the Master Gardener program is a statewide program, so there's a lot of uh, material and, um, you know, people have done this before, so yeah. we're not starting it so, from scratch. So are you asking, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure the extension right. agent, mm-hmm. do you share extension agents or you have your own? We uh, now have our own um, agriculture agent in Mitchell County. His name is Shane Biddix. So has Shane done this before? Has he set up Master uh, no, Gardener programs? Well, he's, he's new to... Um, He's new to extension, hmm. but he's not new to horticulture. Great. Um, and uh, he's uh, got, you know, 25 years or so experience in um, uh, business management and horticulture. Yeah. So, nice, so he's like kind of nice like Johnny mix. Coley from, from yeah. Granville. And yeah. Johnny yeah. was new to extension service, and he got help yeah. from Paul so McKenzie think, and others. I think he and I are going to be a good team to get it started because of our uh, complementary you know, knowledge. That's and wonderful. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So, and I'm sure there are a lot of lot of uh, would be gardeners there. Let's hope so. We're yeah. hoping for a group of about eight to ten people to do training. Yeah. Uh, later this year, or early next year. What about Durham County? They are they still looking for master gardeners? Or did did y'all have it this we summer? Recently, or yeah, we recently. Um, you know, it got all. Uh, schedule got all mixed up because of the uh, pandemic. Right. So. Um, Let's see. It could be going on right now, or no? They've been. 
gosh, I'm sorry. I think in April we had information sessions, and in this fall we're going to start training. Okay. So, um, you know, if, if you're, you're still, still interested, yeah. just give the extension office a call in Durham County. I'm sorry, I don't have the number with me. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, see what they can do. All right, very good. And Always want interested people. Durham <laughs> County has a relatively new extension agent. Oh, I don't know. Not not I think she's, uh, not too new. She's been okay. there about three, four years now. Okay. She uh, knows her stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she does. Her name's Who, Ashley Troth, in case anyone needs to give her a call. Comes when we go to the aluminum company of North Carolina. That's been several years ago. That was uh, Sherilyn Berry. Sherilyn Berry. Sherilyn. Sherilyn. Sherilyn Berry. She's also um, at Extent- Durham County Extension. She's now in the uh, food and consumer science. Yeah, she has a different job. And she now. runs the community garden. No, she would right. be awesome to have on the show, though, yeah. when you guys really want to get down and dirty into vegetables. <laughs> yeah. She'd love to be that. She, yeah. she really would? She would. She would. Yes. I'm trying to think if I've gotten in touch with her. I gave her your her information. Your I gave I you I her information her. not too long ago. I thought ago. I emailed her. I don't know if I heard. I don't think I heard from her. Maybe All right. I, well, I'll put a. I'll give a little nudge. Um, you know, the thing about extension agents is they are pulled in many. Directions. I know. I, they don't. They don't have time. I hate to. <laughs> There's. I hate to bother them. I had. Well, I had no, go ahead and bother them. Yeah. But the, but just be a little patient for a response. Yeah. And a lot of them are young, and they have families like uh, mm-hmm. Colby Griffin over in Franklin County. He's got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had him on a about three weeks ago, and he was. They were pulling corn, and he's got all these little kids, one in a one that's a toddler, and they were out there just making all kinds of noise. It was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> I think they were probably distracting him, but it was it was great uh, ambiance for for the program. We mm-hmm. we like action. Mm-hmm. on this program chaos chaos, chaos. <laughs> yeah chaos yeah. a little chaos is good on site <laughs> right so uh that that's uh, gonna be a lot of fun uh if you're interested in master in being a master gardener you don't have to know a lot about gardening you just have to the, have the the desire the desire because they'll teach and, you and everything interest. and uh i should say you you know you also i like you have to want to be a volunteer Sure, um, and you have to have a yard service. of some kind. You don't have to <laughs> you have, gotta a have yard. some plants. You don't have to have a yard. You don't? Nope, nope. You just have to have an interest in gardening oh, and okay. in teaching other people about gardening. Okay. Do you still take tests? We do. Oh. Are you worried about taking a test? <laughs> Why are you worried well, we about? Take, we take quizzes. Rufus They're friendly is, quizzes. Rufus is one of the smartest people I know, and he's worried about taking I a know, test. I know. I don't understand that. I've had all my life of taking tests. Yeah. Yeah. Well, life is one big test, isn't it? You know, the greatest is. part of the training isn't the, the test, the quizzes or whatever, the knowledge, but the project. We had to do a big project, and we had to do a uh, land landscape, like a uh, maintenance project for our own landscape. And, uh, and that was just a great way to teach us about, um, you know, soil texture and composite and drainage. Um, sunlight you know uh you 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 got to get real close up to your own garden Mm -hmm. or a patch of it if you had too much and um and just really learn about all the aspects that go into um growing a a good garden you know it's not about just plopping it in the soil but you know the right plant for the right place and what makes it the right place yeah 
terms of your soil. Yeah, I have a lot of examples in my landscape of that of what of not what to, didn't do what not to do. Or, <laughs> I know when I don't know where when I don't know where to put a plant. Um, you know, I, I I've succumbed at the nursery. <laughs> I said I'm not. I'm done buying plants this year, but I'm. No, still you can't. Go to the nursery. You can't do that. And, and well, you know, and I we can't. always say we're done, and we're never done. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so we we come home with this plant, and we're like, hmm, I don't, you know, I don't have a spot in mind for this, and I can get kind of, um, I don't know, I can't make up my mind, right? So then I just say, okay, well, where would Mother Nature put this plant? What's the right place where for this plant? To. That's right. And well, what's the right place? What's the absolute right condition for yeah, this plant? Got and to, I find that place in my yard, and I just put it there. You've got to envision decide. it as a larger plant. See, I, yeah. I don't usually do that. And I, oh, there are and a lot of little yeah, places you can yeah. put a plant, but when they get big, right? everything is crowded. You've got a jungle out there, and that's what I have. So now you just grow a banana tree, and yeah. you have an instant Well, I got a, I got a secret garden <laughs> in the backyard. You Everybody see the movie Secret Garden? Yeah, oh, back yeah. in the '40s. Yeah, I've, I've got a secret garden. Well, that's why I won't let any professional landscaper on my place. Now I have friends like Phil and Mike and others that know about it. They, they're able, but I don't want them to see where I stuck a a tall plant in front of a short one. <laughs> okay. I, I don't want them to see it. Yeah. I, I don't want the I don't want the criticism. Uh, yeah. Put it where you want it. Yeah, it's never wrong. Just put it where you, unless it's just totally in a, a well, wet, wet spot or a dry, dry spot, and it shouldn't be. But wherever you want to put it, it's fine. It's your yard. Right. And that, my stuff grows. Yeah. I, it, it's, gotten, it's gotten hard for me to kill anything. So as good, long as I plant it. That's a good idea. As long as I remember where it I is. I bet it's because you have really great soil at this point. I don't know. I, I haven't really done anything to the soil. I mean, I had black cow and, and Well, that's what you've stuff. done to the soil. Apparently so. <laughs> <Great. Yeah. laughs> Bring the cows. It's pretty, it's pretty much filled up. I'm going to have to start. Yeah. And you know that corpse flower is set to bloom out at the – Is that the, that's not at the Arboretum. It's somewhere on North Carolina wow. State's – it's in a lab at the state campus, the corpse flower, flower. So we're waiting for that thing to bloom again. So I don't know if you can. So we can uh, smell the rotting flowers. Yeah. Well, I, did. I saw one of those in D.C. one time. And I've been around farms, slaughterhouses, and <laughs> other things. That's the stinkiest thing yeah. that was ever put on the People earth. are fascinated wow. by it. All right. Uh, Tom is in Garner. Tom, uh, what you got going this morning, sir? Well, I got a question about watermelons, and I'm asking this so next year I'll know what to do. Are you do you have a thumping question or? <laughs> well, no, not so much thumping. I I hadn't really thought about that, but I'll ask you that at the end of this uh, conversation. But uh, um, I've always used uh, Gerald Adams' secret recipe for growing tomatoes, and. Uh, I decided, well, if it's good for the tomatoes, I'll try it on my watermelon. But what I have right now are watermelon vines that are probably 25, 30, maybe 35 feet long. And out of 12 watermelon plants, only two of them have produced a watermelon. <laughs> well, it sounds like there's a lot of wow. ni- there's a lot of nitrogen in that recipe, maybe. No, there isn't. That's oh. uh, Basically, you know what you've heard him before say, I put out some salt, salad, and a little bit of uh, phosphate, uh-huh. and uh, that's what I did, and, and it has really produced stems, um, but 
Um, we've got a lot of bees around and a lot of flowers, and the bees are pollinating the flowers, but they're just not making fruit. And I'm wondering, uh, you know, what, uh, like I said, it's too late now because I can't do anything about the soil amendment, but I'm just wondering uh, uh, what's the secret recipe for growing watermelon? Phil, do you, you've grown watermelons, I'm sure. Yeah, we have. Um, we... We haven't grown any in a while, but, you know, back when we had our garden, um, we used to just uh, disc up the garden, run the rows, and when we ran the rows, we put in some uh, 888 or 10-10-10. I mean, basically just a, a small amount of that, and then we planted our garden. Now, I I know that people get fancy with all their concoctions now, but... You know, we had uh, we had great gardens back then, and we had plenty of tomatoes. We had plenty of peppers. We had plenty of string beans, um, butter beans, and watermelons and cantaloupes. So, um, I I really we didn't do anything out of the ordinary except just put some ten 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 down. I think and not the, a lot of it. I think the old Brill Cream commercial uh, paraphrase that a little dabble, do yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe Tom, since he followed Gerald's recipe, needs to check and see if those vines have some tomatoes on them. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Tom. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. My I first question. The watermelons right in among the tomatoes because I figured, well, it grows great tomatoes. Yeah. Maybe it'll do the same thing with right. watermelons. <laughs> um, was... tomato, so what is it going to be? Tomelon. Yeah. There you go. First question I was going to ask you, and you've already answered that, was about the pollination. Uh, since you did have good vines and you did have a few watermelons, um, but if you think the pollination is going good, then it just sounds like the vines are too healthy. So um, I'd say just bump back and do a, like like Mike said, a little dabble, do you? Now, Gerald just uh, chimed in. And said cottonseed meal. Yes. Cottonseed meal was okay. apparently what you should have used. Okay, cottonseed meal. Okay. Anne has used well, a lot of that on her camellias. Yes, sir. I have used that for lots of years. So Brother Gerald right. is listening this morning. So, Well, if he's listening, I want to give him kudos in and tell him that that's uh, uh, some salt. Really works on the tomatoes, man. We've had so many tomatoes. They're they're German Johnson, and they're the size of softballs, and we can't eat them all. I'm giving huh. them away to uh, neighbors and friends. That's great. And you can uh, soak your feet in them too. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, it's very convenient. He <laughs> said uh, the cottonseed meal makes a big melon, but not a vine. So uh, you keep that in mind for next year. I surely will. Cottonseed meal, I'll. Write that down right now. All right, Tom. Thank you, buddy. You're welcome. Thank, Thank you, you, Gerald. There. All right. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up on WPTF. It's 952. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. We're back on WPTF at 956. 
919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Carter is in Durham, our librarian friend, I'll bet. Oh, yeah. Good morning to you. Good morning, morning, Carter. How are you, my friend? Doing just fine. Doing just fine. I just want to give a shout-out to Phil and the, and the good folks over at Campbell Road Nursery. Um, I went over there. I bought, uh, I think it was several months ago, I bought some sun coleus. And uh, they have grown. They are absolutely marvelous. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really felt like a VIP when I got when I went over to the nursery. Phil put me in the golf cart. We took a ride back over to the grow house. <laughs> <laughs> well, she makes she she is she's really good about that. Oh yeah, listen, and I, I tell you, I have never seen so many varieties of sunculias. I mean, entire houses of them. You know, so uh, I just wanted to thank Phil so much for that. Well, and, thank you, Carter. Um, yeah, and uh, I, I also I was thinking about uh, hiring roofers to uh, sue some landscapers because uh, a lot of people <laughs> here, some of these guys in Durham, they've been committing a lot of trait murder. You know, I notice that everywhere I go. I just That's wish so they. Sad yeah, the crate myrtles are about as pretty as I've ever seen them. Right, they now. really At are. Least the ones that didn't get murdered. My uh, Catawba <laughs> crate myrtles are as pretty yeah. as as they've ever been. Yeah. So I um I grew some Carter. You'll love this. I grew some uh, crate myrtles one time. I got uh, got the seeds from Park Seed, and this was way back. And I'm thinking about getting some more because I tell you, I've got some in my yard. And I had just kind of bedded them down, down back. And Carlton went down there and got them, I guess, a couple of years ago and brought some of them up. And they are just as beautiful as they can be. And they're way taller than my head. And I grew it from a seed. I'm going to have to try that. Yes. I mean, I got the seed from Parks. So, you know, it had been processed and everything and cleaned. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're just, they're gorgeous. So. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to uh, go over to Clark's then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Park Park Seed down in uh, South Carolina. That's a great place. Yeah, it's a great place to now get what seed. Part of, what part of South Carolina? Greenwood. Yeah. Greenwood. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so that's a south of Greenville, Spartanburg, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of southwest. I mean, southeast. Southeast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they used yeah. to have an open house, and it was just gorgeous when you'd go down there. But um, I don't know if they let you come and. And walk the grounds. It's not a very big place, but it's it's really nice. So yeah, that's that's uh they're they're great people. Wow, well thank you so much, and uh, y'all have a good weekend. Oh, uh, last uh, I want to tell you, now you'll find it very interesting. But um, I had gone by uh, a place uh, on fifteen five hundred one was uh, Classic Treasures, and I, I happened to uh, um, Blake Addison was liquidating. They had just gotten some things in from I think it was. Chelsea Antiques, they, they had gone out of business, and so I was rummaging through some boxes, and um, I found a, a three-part botanical from William Woodville, and um, I looked at the date. I thought the date said 1877, but uh, my Roman numerals, uh, I didn't process my Roman numerals correctly, but I, by the time I got home, I, I see that eighteen seventy seventy seven is actually seventeen ninety. Wow. wow. How about that? Well, you got a real sweet. fine there. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a it's a wonderful botanical. Uh three parts. Uh, we're and- I, we're out of time, Carter. All right. Great. Thank you, buddy. Thank see you. you ne- see you next time.